took forever. Really? I hit the button like three times and it didn't even do anything. Well, now we're streaming three times. Right? The more the merrier. (laughs) Uh, Hello, everyone out there. Hello, Sam. You are in the chat. Uh, Let's see. Pokemon Yellow Nuzlocke. Mm-hmm. I don't even know what Nuzlocke means. Is that a Pokemon? It is. Okay, this is a thing Griffin McElroy did in a series of Polygon videos. He did the Nuzlocke run, where he was playing one of the Pokemon games, and he had like special rules for it, like when a is this Pokemon like the Pokemon equivalent of getting Norded in Kingdom Hearts. <sighs> I don't like. Don't make me think about Kingdom Hearts. <laughs> <laughs> It's too complicated. I didn't like you have to prepare me to think about Kingdom Hearts. I I I think Kingdom Hearts needs to prepare itself to think about Kingdom Hearts. <laughs> it starts every day with a long hard look in the mirror. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> uh yeah, Nuzleaf is a Pokémon. It was named Locke. I guess that's what your friend named it. Uh, oh, cool. Nice, nice. There we go. We are here doing our thing on episode 80 of the Captain's Log. Welcome that's back, so, party that's people. so many. Yeah, we're cruising. We're getting that's up as much, there. That's as much like lean meat in a good beef burger. Actually, funny you say that because that's what I had for dinner. I the had two burger. burgers. Two burgers. Uh, and they were 85, 15, I think. I think mm, that was the... Interesting. Ratio. I've wa- I've been watching a series of culinary videos, and they recommend an eighty twenty. Ah, okay. But you're a lean oh. boy. I, yeah, you're on lean, the move. Mean burger eating machine. <laughs> Were these <laughs> burgers know. you made at home? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, just frozen patties. <laughs> I I was craving them this week, and I was like, I don't really want to go out and eat mm-hmm. anywhere. I just want to do stuff at home and not spend as much. So I was like, I'll just home buy burger. Some. Home burger, yeah. Good old home home burger. Melissa, look, I'll ask you about the thing you're rubbing oh, on your face because I have no yes. idea what that thing is. But <laughs> before I mention that. Oh, this isn't the Lord first order update. of business? Oh, yeah. Pizza tell me what Lord your pizza is. Melissa, I've, <clears throat> I feel like I am locked in a cage. I am a spoiled... <laughs> Rich kid that has had his credit cards frozen, his bank accounts stopped. I, oh. They don't, they still aren't delivering. There's no Domino's in your area delivering to your house. No. And it says temporarily. And it, well, it, it, you- it's just like, temporarily, we don't deliver. Have you called to ask them why? No. <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't know. Like I don't want to ask them why. Well, what if you really charmed them and they're for and then they said for you? Oh, for you will deliver anytime. Oh, you tell Pizza us where. Lord. We're so sorry. We didn't <laughs> it's know it was you. you. We didn't recognize your voice, even though you're a highly successful podcaster, Pizza Lord. Yeah. Terrible. <laughs> I just like I've ne- I've never really had anything like that happen because I'm not rich, so I don't have some like fortune 
waiting for me that I, like, <laughs> can't get access to. Except for, like, the $50 worth of Domino credit that I have. You have a pizza trust fund. I now, do. What if, now, what if you had a pizza delivered to you at your work? I could potentially do that. But I would have to have that for lunch. And I, I don't know if I would really want something that heavy for lunch. Um, you just carry it home with you on the bus. Just you and an entire pizza. I some I mean people do stuff like that because that's what you do on the bus. They pick people up who are, you know, going from this place to that spot. Uh, They're living. There's a bus stop right outside uh, Popeyes near yeah. where I live, so uh, people get on and off with all, all of their stuff, and it's it's just it's the worst and it's the best because it's like oh that smells good. Because mm-hmm. everything else in here smells really bad, but now you're sneaking <laughs> up the whole bus with your food, and it's making everyone hungry, man. Oh, what a man. jerk! So, you just all get Popeyes. Oh well, yeah. Are you? Do you have intentions of trying to become lord of another food? Like, once the pizza runs dry, are you going to try and be like, I am fried chicken lord now? <laughs> no, I, I, I think. I will stick with the pizza empire. <laughs> that sounds good. Sounds good to me. You're going to sit on the calzone throne? Okay, right. Game of calzones. <laughs> <laughs> I've actually never had a calzone in my life. I, uh, I mean, it, I've, I've folded pizza. Yes. Which is like spirit of the law, not <laughs> letter of the law. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> the same thing but it's not the same thing because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. uh, if, if you've had like the big New York slices yeah. sometimes you have to fold that in, in, in half just because it's so giant mm-hmm, big mm-hmm. but no, no calzones for calzones this boy this is good there's a whole like calzone restaurant around here it's called sauce yeah. on the side and their specialty is calzones with a variety of sauces on the side or on top. Oh. <laughs> See, this is what you're missing when you just take a Brooklyn style and you fold it in half. What's on the outside? Yeah. Dry crust only. Pretty much. Pretty much. Wild stuff. So what is this thing that you have that you have been like caressing your face <laughs> with? This. Uh, this is a rose quartz facial roller. I, are, okay. Are you, I, what it, I'm so confused. Okay, so for the listener, this is like a small wand, and it's just got like a little tapered cylinder of rose quartz uh, at both ends. Like one's mm-hmm. a longer one, and one's a little stubby one. And you just roll it on your face for health and beauty reasons. See, theoretically, what this is supposed to do is... Let's read. Uh... <laughs> It's supposed to, like, improve your pores and your skin tone. And you're supposed to, like, when you put, like, an oil or a serum or a toner on your face, you rub this over it, and then it helps distribute mm-hmm. that and, like, really work it into your pores. And it's supposed to, like, help tone muscle and things. Like, theoretically, like, if I rub this on my face, my face will get less puffy. And it just feels nice, honestly. Like, it's nice. It's real world's quartz. It's a... Good, cool stone, cool to the touch. 
Like, not just just like it's radical, but it feels cold. I just, like, I, I, I feel like I'm envisioning someone's face as a pile of dough. And you're, like, trying to flatten them out. Yes. I I don't understand. (laughs) I don't know. I like it. It's fun. I love rose quartz. You know, I got this little piece of rose quartz that always sits on my desk as, like, a good luck It's a good, like, fidgety thing to, like, spin It is. This is my new affectation. Like, you know how there's, like, oh, you haven't seen Knives Out yet, have you? I haven't. So when you first meet Daniel Craig's like weird Southern detective character, he like he keeps plinking these keys on a piano and like he's doing something else later. You like, you know, people that are just like they're scribbling or they flip a coin or something or they play Mm -hmm. with their hair or they smoke or what have you like this one's mine. I just have this facial roller constantly. Okay. My face is so smooth. I'm going to wear myself down like a river rock. (laughs) What if that's how, like, what if that's how it worked, but, like, a lot faster? Like, Ah! what if that's what you could do to to your your health and stuff and just, like, mold, mold yourself? Like, it's not, it wouldn't be instant, right? But just, like, this idea of, like, this repeated action maybe over the course of like a week okay and y- you could y- you could slightly af- affect your shape that would be nice like if i just squish my face long enough i will get real cheekbones sure yeah or just <laughs> like stretch a dream. Them back so it's like there they are i see them yeah i got them if i play-doh my face around enough then it's like well there you are peter you're under there. I yeah. I don't know. Like I I wonder how far you could take that if that was a real thing. Like is is does this affect bone? <laughs> bone structure? Can can I like shape shift if if I was a human sculptor? That I like this weird. I like this power where somebody is a, a shape shifter but they're like, "Okay guys, I really got to work my way into this." So I can transform into that senator if you give me a week to prepare. And I will slowly morph into Senator Kelly. Or or, or like with something that specific, maybe it can be more like, yeah, I'm going to need like a month or two to like get this right. Mm. That'd be weird because you always see shapeshifters that are instant. Or it's, or they're like, you know, a werewolf where there's like a, a painful 15 minute process. Sure. Yeah. But yeah. Never more than the 15 minutes. Yeah. What if it took like 15 weeks? <laughs> <laughs> so it's like a diet program or something, but it's like, yeah. well, by the end of this, <laughs> I'm yeah. going to transform like, into my okay. own. <laughs> Starting with the hand. Here we go. I just have to envision. They have to envision a different hand. <laughs> right? Become another person. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's weird. I don't know. Anyways. <laughs> here's, uh, here's another weird question. Okay. I can't seem to buy carrots. 
Why uh, doesn't my grocery store have carrots? What type of carrot do you need? Melissa, this is <laughs> Pizza Lord Problems 101. Okay. Okay. I, not that I put carrots on pizza, but um, <gasps> yeah. So I, every now and then I make like a homemade General Tso's Chinese food thing. Mm-hmm. And I like to buy a carrot and chop it up and put that in the mix. And it's, it's good. It's really a yummy. Um, <laughs> however, I would like to just buy one carrot because yeah. that's really all that I need. Just one like normal size carrot. But yes. I swear to God, Kroger <laughs> does not. You are not... so serious right now. I am. I am baffled by this. Why do they not sell carrots? They're, they're like, I go, go, go there and they have everything. Every vegetable you can think of. They have broccoli. They have cauliflower. They have, <laughs> uh, they have salads. They have cucumbers. They have squashes. And then Every there's just this empty space. There's just this, this empty space. And it says car- carrots. Okay, <laughs> so they carry there. carrots. You just can't get there in carrot time. You and these carrots I, are out of sync. I go like every day. Because uh, like I, I don't have a car. So I, yeah. I, 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 I can't get a lot of stuff when mm-hmm. I go to the g- 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 grocery store. So I fill my backpack. And then I usually have like one or two bags that I'm also carrying with me. Um, but yeah, I've gone... Mondays, I've gone Tuesdays, Wednesdays, Thursdays, Saturdays, Sundays. Like, how is it that they just never have, like, if they happen to restock on Fridays, which is typically the day that I don't go because Uh here we are podcasting and I just don't want to pack my day with extra stuff. Mm -hmm. How do they sell out by Saturday morning? Hmm. And then just not have any carrots for the rest of the week. This is a puzzle. Once again, I'm going to ask you, have you tried talking to someone and asking them? Because whenever you have a problem in life, you ask me and I can't help you. Because it's content for the podcast, Melissa. It is, but you have to talk to an employee. That's what they're there for. I don't want to do that. Just ask them. Just real casual. Like, hey, uh, I'm a big fan of carrots. Where are they? Where are they? (laughs) (laughs) Swear to me. Swear to me. It's like, what's the best time? What's the best time for prime carrots? Fresh carrots. If I want to be the first to get my hands on those sweet long orange boys, when do I gotta be here? <laughs> yeah, I so it's 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 like I only need to buy one carrot. That is I, also I, a struggle. I chop it up, and that's literally all that I need. That is the perfect amount, like it, your average sized carrot, mm. however long that would be. Um, I can get them in like packs of tw- of twenty. They have those. I don't need 20. They, they have like, here's a 40-pound bag of baby carrots. It's like, I don't need 40 pounds of these. 
I'm not ready for a baby. I'm not ready for 40 babies. (laughs) Like, I, I, so I usually end up getting, like, their, like, snack packs. They have, like, hey, here's four, like, bags of carrots that you can put in your lunch, and it's just, like, a handful of baby carrots. Yeah. But then again, I just need, like, like, if, if that's what I, if, if I end up going that route, then I need, like, two-thirds of one bag. And so okay. it's still just, like, I, I don't really want these other carrots. Like, I, I can eat them for my lunches, I guess. Mm-hmm. But, I, yeah, it just, uh, I can't. Okay, I got two, I got two options Throw for me you. a carrot! I got two options, listen. One, <laughs> a carrot can be frozen. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Option two, do you got yourself a local farmer's market? I feel like if you go to a farmer's market, that might they might sell you one carrot. I, I walk in. I would like to buy one carrot, please. <laughs> <laughs> they think it's a joke. Like this is yeah. a Bugs Bunny LARP. <laughs> that would be really f- <laughs> funny. Someone walks in the store in a bunny costume, just trying to buy all the carrots that they have. Do you remember this old internet image that's like a guy in a banana costume, like in the grocery store, crying next to a pile of bananas? I, I've probably seen it. It's not ringing a bell right now, though. Banana guy crying. <laughs> see google knows what i'm talking about like yeah just google that banana guy crying first image that's him banana guy crying images okay let's see if our internet surfing the web thing works oh melissa's camera is small oh well uh yeah i i see it let's see if i can find a large well, nope, they don't. Those are not the images we want. I guess we gotta go back to normal size images. It's it's almost like a spoof on the like Uncle Ben meme <laughs> thing. You remember that one? The like Peter Parker uh, face where he's just like, ah, yeah, it's, it's Uncle Ben's. Right it's great. Good stuff. Good. Good stuff. Uh Oh, no. Oh. Did, did you go see Dr. Doolittle yet? Is that out? Boy, Kyle, did I. It is How was out. It? Yeah. I'll tell you this. It's exactly what I expected it to be. <laughs> How was the that article that I I mentioned last week? How how accurate what was that? It's like here's a here's a movie about Robert Downey Jr. fisting a dragon. It's all true. All oh, of no. it. The legends you've heard they're true. So my friend and I to recap from last week, we have become weirdly obsessed with the movie Doolittle and how it is stuffed. It's like 
a murderer's row of actors from things we like. Like everything sure. we were really into last year. It's like they took one actor from everything and put them mm-hmm. all in this one movie voicing an animal. <laughs> awesome. That's fantastic. So it's like weirdly specifically targeted content just for us. And we're like, but who is, why is nobody, we haven't heard of this movie. Like nobody's talking about this movie. Who is this for? Who is excited mm-hmm. to go see this besides us? We've decided we're excited to see it now. <laughs> so last Saturday, we make a day out of it. We're going to the theater as soon as we can. We would have gone Friday night, opening night, if I didn't have this to do. <laughs> Saturday afternoon, we go to the theater. We go to see Doolittle. And I'll tell you this. Uh, it sure tries to tell a lot of jokes, and I don't know if most of them are good. Are there lots of uh, fart jokes? Yes. Very many of them. Fair enough. But I will say, so... Dr. Doolittle, John Doolittle is his full name. A lot of the animals just call him John, which is weird. So he has the power to talk to animals. (laughs) He has the power to talk to animals. And him and his wife lived in this great mansion that, like, the queen had given them. I don't know if they name specifically which queen this is. It's just the queen. Mm -hmm. So he lived there with his wife until his wife, like, when she also learned to talk to animals. And she goes off on a journey, just her and this parrot voiced by Emma Thompson. And her ship crashes, and she dies, and the Emma Thompson parrot, like, flies back. And she's like, John, your wife is dead. And then he's like, I'm, I am shutting my doors. I'm not speaking to anyone. And he just becomes a hermit, and he lives inside with, with, all, of, oh, no. with all of these animals. Okay, so he's a hermit, and he has a crazy beard. And then there's this little, like, local English boy whose, like, uncle is trying to make him, like, learn to be a hunter. And he's not shooting, you know, the, the duck or the goose, whatever. Instead, he's like, oh, I don't want to shoot it. I'm going to angle my gun away at the last second. And he hits sure. a squirrel. The boy oh, has this preposterous name. The boy's name is like Stubbins. The boy's name is Stubbins. <laughs> okay. So he did. Dear- Stubbins. <laughs> so he tries to. Uh, he, he, he finds this house nearby. Mm-hmm. I don't know if he knows who it is. He just finds this house and he's like, the person in here will help me. I have to save this poor injured squirrel. So he goes in there. He gets caught in a net. And then this like girl shows up and she's dressed all in like pastel pink. And she has a cloak and she's real fancy looking real aesthetic there. And she helps the boy down and she's like, I'm also going to see Dr. Doolittle. So he hasn't seen humans in forever. And these two kids, these two like 14 year olds show up. Yeah. And the boy's like, help my squirrel. And then the, the girl is like, my, her name is Lady Rose. She's like an emissary of the queen. And she's like, the queen is sick. You have to go help the queen. Because it's part of the deal that like the deed to his mansion he lives in is in the queen's name. And he's like, I have this place for life. And she's like, you have it for the queen's life. So if the queen dies. The bank gets your mansion. Yeah, the bank is foreclosing on your house. Okay, so that's interesting. So, so is the twist like the queen is an anthropomorphic animal or something? Like no, what? She's, Why? She's Why? she's just a queen, and this this girl is like her second in command. This girl's like her apprentice. Okay. Like she's not a princess. It's not clear what a relationship to the queen is. She's just like everywhere the queen is, speaks for the queen. Everybody listens to her. 
Interesting. So I don't the, know. the queen is a puppet. She just has like an apprentice. I don't know. She's just Queen Junior. <laughs> so Dr. Doolittle and all his animal friends have to travel to so like the parrot brought him back his wife's journal and she speaks mm-hmm. of this mysterious Eden tree. He's like, this tree may have healing properties. We're going to take this voyage across the sea to this island, and we're going to get a cure for the queen. Sure. And it turns out, like, the queen has been poisoned. So there's also a mystery of, like, well, who poisoned the queen? Who in her cabinet poisoned her? And Mm -hmm. Dr. Doolittle goes on this voyage, and then Michael Sheen, just star of the film, giving it his all. He plays this like snooty doctor that hates Dr. Doolittle because he's like, you're not better than me. Why is nobody listening to me about the Queen's health? They called in you. You only know about animals. You don't even know anything about people. So he gets on his own boat and he's following Dr. Doolittle with these binoculars, like sneering at him. He's got murder (laughs) in his eyes the whole film. It's a beautiful performance. This sounds wild. It's absolutely wild. Okay. (laughs) I'd seen from the commercials that Antonio Banderas is in this as some sort of a pirate. It turns out he is like the dad to Dr. Doolittle's late wife. So now we have a film where so he's the father-in-law. Ban- Antonio Banderas is playing Robert Downey Jr.'s father-in-law when I'm pretty sure those actors are the same age. <laughs> they just put gray Great. in his hair to make him look older. Oh, he throws I mean, him hey, in a maybe cell. Maybe Dr. Doolittle married someone who was real young, much younger than him. She's moderately young, but she doesn't look young enough to be Antonio Banderas' daughter. What? He throws Doolittle in a pit. The tiger comes out. The tiger is voiced by Ray Fiennes. The gorilla is voiced by Rami Malek, and he goes in there and he fights him, which I hope is some sort of a preview of how this next James Bond movie is going to go down. Yeah. <laughs> I will tell you, voice performance is good. Kamal Nanjiani plays an ostrich named Plimpton. Great name. He's, he's the, he, I know I said Michael Sheen was the star, but he is also. He's great in this. And it's him and John Cena voices a polar bear named Yoshi. And they okay. have like a bickering okay. thing. But it, it, and then at the end, they're friends. Octavia Spencer plays a, a duck named Dab Dab. <laughs> hello dab dab some of them have like normal names but then other ones have just got these nonsense names like yeah dab dab That's <laughs> I've weird. not even told you half of the wa- insane things that happen in this film and I'll say this as like an adventure like grand sweeping voyage movie i think it's actually pretty good like there's great like here's this boat chase scene here's this fight scene here's this escape scene here's this discovering the island scene and like it looks good the costumes are amazing like the animation's pretty good like it's oh like it's a visually fun moving to watch it seems like if you put every hokey preposterous joke aside and you're just like yeah, it's just an adventure film. I think it's pretty good on that front. Okay. I'd show it to a kid I knew. That works. Yeah, yeah. That works. Because, yeah, I, I, I think certain films like that have to be kind of over the top visually. Yes. 
because let's let's like look it's we got some good actors so that the parents or whoever can at least you know know who's in 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 the film (laughs) they'll be like antonio bandarius i know him i like him and and then the the kids just get to watch this like spectacle of like crazy things happening even though it might not be a great film it just yeah it just no no it is not like it's still a great film i mean it's technically impressive i think i like the production design of it i like the way it looks there's some good performances robert downey jr is doing something weird it's not bad but it's weird and i don't understand his accent and there's this (laughs) thing for like the beginning of the movie like the camera's never like totally like like it's never on his mouth when he's talking and when he does the surgery on that squirrel to save it he has this like face mask on for an extended amount of time and before that he has this crazy giant hermit beard so it's this weird disconnect where you keep hearing him talking but you don't like see him talking (laughs) it feels (laughs) oh what a mystifying experience you feel unmoored weird that's so weird oh i (laughs) i'm glad you had a good time though we did we absolutely did and then we went home and we we had planned on doing a double feature of that and George of the Jungle, but it was a library DVD and it wasn't like unlocked. You know, a library DVD case is like locked, so you can't take the disc out of it until you actually formally check it out from the library mm-hmm. and get unlocked. So we just have this inert plastic container with a disc inside it we can't watch. <laughs> so instead we went on Netflix oh, well. and we're like, what's on Netflix? And we watched Catch Me You Can. That's a good one, though. It's a very good movie, but it's very different from Too Little. Oh, yeah. That's for sure. That's for sure. Well, speaking of movies. Yes. You also put down something about this uh, remake of the Pokemon film. Talk to me. <laughs> yes. On Netflix, they're doing, you remember Pokemon, the first movie? Well, uh, I went I to believe... go see it in theaters. Me too. I saw it twice. I believe the formal subtitle for it is Mewtwo Strikes Back. Mm-hmm. There's an animated special coming to Netflix that's just that entire thing again, but it's CGI this time. And I gotta say, I'm a fan. I'm excited for this. Okay. I okay. love yeah, this movie. I, I, I'm interested in how this does. Yeah. I, I have very mixed feelings because I, yeah, sure. I like... On one hand, it's like, I remember that film. Do they really need to remake that one, though? I don't know. They See, don't, that's my question. So. But Why would they? Because it looks the same. Why would well, they do it's, it it's again completely, the same? I mean, it's CGI, not the, like, 2D stuff. So well, yeah, it, yeah, yeah. It, it's, it does... it's stylistically different, but, like, every plot beat and a lot of the composition of the shots are the same. Yeah. Which works yeah. on me. It's my Which, nostalgic center's real good. So that's an interesting thing. Is like I, there are certain things, whether it's from my childhood or uh, mm-hmm. just uh, co- comics or something like that, that I I really want to see people do different takes. Yeah. On um, I, I in my mind the kind of comparison i'm i'm thinking of i'm not sure how well this would compare compare but would be yeah. like translations of the bible 
or or something oh, like it's okay. all the same book but there's these different translations some are more conversational some are more mm. artsy fartsy and stuff like that whereas like i would like to see someone retell crisis on infinite earths in a comic book form but just like do their own take and not not like we're gonna reimagine it and stuff like that but just like we're gonna retranslate this yeah tell the exact same story like i i kind of want to see more stuff like that and if that works or not mm-hmm. um which is why i'm kind of interested in this because i i like the the computer g- graphics if if this works if this is fine i would also like to see them maybe do a cartoon with yeah. it like just do a <sighs> weekly c- c- cartoon like i that. would That'd love be awesome. I would love a reimagining of all the Indigo League episodes. Yeah, because like, or it, it, like a condensed version. Like, here's right. the stuff you need to know. Like, we're not gonna redo every like Ash and friends walk through the forest and encounter a new Pokemon episode, but there are some great, fantastically weird episodes. Oh no, it's a Caterpie. Pokemon series. What are we gonna do for we're not half do an those, hour? But like. Show me uh, the ghost of Maiden's Peak again. Show, yeah. show bye me, bye Butterfree. Um, the 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 Princess Festival Showdown. Show me Holy Matrimony again. Show me all the stuff where like Psyducks in a movie. Like all those. Just do those again <laughs> for me. Yeah. Or yeah. take the boring ones and make them as weird as all the other ones were. Yeah. Who knows? Who knows? Um. Yeah. I'm. I. I would eventually check this out when do you know when it's coming out or is it, it out just yet? said soon soon okay it just said soon yeah i'm intrigued because it looks so similar but like they wouldn't do it unless there's something different about it unless this whole thing is like a proof of concept pilot test it's like no we are going to do That's the same thing again we're just reanimating it kind of what i'm thinking if 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 this is uh, whether they like hired a new studio to do some stuff because Netflix has like I guess I can't say has but like has contracts yeah. with a couple of studios that they continually work with like hey we want a cartoon based off this manga or something Um, so I'm wondering if this is a test bed of like hey Pokemon is allowing us to license some stuff. Mm-hmm. We want to give you guys some work, but we're not sure what we want to do with it yet. Can you yeah. remake the first film as like a test? <laughs> yeah, like it's an 85-minute test reel. I wonder if they're also going to do the Pikachu's Vacation short. Huh? I'd watch Maybe. that again. Yeah. I dig there like the first four Pokemon movies. I watched a lot as a young person and by young person i mean up until i was like 23 there you go i a couple years ago i made it a point to watch through all of the pokemon content and all of the digimon content on netflix yes Uh, and it was quite a bit there's a lot on there what were your findings um they're all about the same (laughs) (laughs) they don't change it's just the same things over and over again it's just new pokemon 
Digimon. But it's, it was it was fun though. Like it, it 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 it's a good show that you don't need to pay attention to like at all. Yeah, you can be yeah. on your phone and still understand everything that happens in, mm. in, in the show. You don't even I need was... to pay attention. Not at all. I was a bipartisan child, and I loved Pokemon and Digimon. Like, okay. the characters in Pokemon, I adore. I still adore, but I always felt like the stories never gave them enough to do. I'm like, sure. you could really... There, there's opportunities for real development here, real conflict, real change, you know, backstories you could flesh out, and instead yeah. it's just like, let's battle. Oh, that's Team Rocket. Well, goodbye, Team Rocket. Team Rocket is blasting off again. And I didn't like the characters in Digimon quite as much, but they actually got to do things. Like, Digimon had a more conventional, like, narrative structure where it's like, ah, <laughs> you learn and change and experience character trait yeah. growth. Yes. Yeah. I appreciated the drama of a Digimon. It was a little bit higher Which stakes. That's the thing. Like, Pokemon has that stuff in there. If you really dig and if you really want it, you can kind of piece some things together. Um, you can. Yeah, but then they don't do that stuff in the show. And it's it's just like, come on. Like, have, and like they've like, got. Let, let Ash win a league. Have him be the champion. And on your next show, have him battle Ash at the end of it. Like, that would be fantastic. That'd be amazing. I don't even care what Ash does. Like, I'm the world's number one Team Rocket Give advocate. Yeah. Team Rocket, they're so rich in character. And they just get to be this gag over and over again, even though there's a gold mine of narrative potential there that just nobody is touching. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well. What can you do? Oh. Well, I, well I've, I would like to do lots of things. <laughs> but I'd you like can't. Speak, I'd like to That's speak the point. to Pokemon's manager. This is all <laughs> I've ever wanted. If I could be handed any project in the world, like this is your dream project, like blank check, here you go. Like I just want to revamp Pokemon, just that original like Ash, Brock, Misty, Jesse, James, Meowth like setup. Like, okay. I want to fix that and make that into like, a real character-based narrative. There you go. There you go. The gritty Pokemon reboot. I don't want it to be gritty. <laughs> I just want it to have some <laughs> level of texture and stakes to it. I what? I forget what podcast I was listening to that was talking about this, but they were like, yeah, you always hear about like gritty reboots of stuff. Like, let's do a gritty reboot of Captain Planet. And stuff like that. Um, why don't we see the reverse? Soft reboots. Yeah, like like a soft reboot of Alien. <laughs> like what? But just just I like yeah. Let's make it light and fluffy and and a children's show or a rom com. I don't know. Like like God, yes. <laughs> let's see more stuff like that. I would how, like. How funny would that be? I would love so many dramas reinterpreted as, well, now it's a workplace sitcom. Yeah. 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 Like, I just, like, take the formula for, like, the fast and the furious, but then yeah. just, yeah, make it a workplace comedy. Like, make it a, a, about the people that sell them the, the, those cars. 
and stuff like that. So they're just sitting there at the car dealership. Various car dealership. Yeah, like who's who sells them those cars with all like? But this one has a rocket launcher. I think they build them. I've never seen a Fast and the Furious movie. I mean, except they do, but like I have watched the ride through of Fast and Furious Supercharged, the ride at Universal Studios. Oh man! And last year I saw the Hobbs and Shaw trailer so many times. I think it added up to like the length of an average sitcom episode. <laughs> so you've never seen any. The I've had books. them described to me. I would like to watch them. It's just, you know, that's eight films, right? Nine now with Hobbs and so, Shaw. It's like, I just yeah. have to be in the mood to sit down for nine films. I saw up to up through Tokyo Drift, and that's, that's where I two. stopped. That's two. No, because it was Fast and the Fifth. No, I, I think it's that was two. the third one. Wasn't that the third one? I'm telling you. Okay. People are yelling at us on the internet because they know Fast the answer. Fast and the Furious. Narrative. Uh, order. What order do you put these in? Yeah, it's the Fast and the Okay. Furious. All right. Too Fast, Too Furious. Uh, Fast and the Furious, Tokyo Drift. Fast yeah, and, and Furious. The- Fast Five. Fast and Furious 6, Furious 7, and Fate of the Furious. So and I, I saw and the Shaw. first three. Uh, <laughs> okay, that this, was... I don't know why I got confused on that. This one is my bad. I don't know why I thought that was the second one. This franchise, though, has yes. been a roller coaster. This is what I've it, heard. Like, it, like, the first one is... a decent film it's a heist film it's kind of what you would expect yeah. from an action film like of that time um and then yeah number two is like the same thing it's like oh yeah. you like that here's some more mm-hmm. and then and then for the tokyo drift one it's like what if we show more neon <laughs> and it's more about like japanese street racing and there's this mm. american who moves to japan and he's like he he doesn't know the culture but it's still racing and stuff you know so they do stuff like that and then kind of it has its ups and downs and then it, yeah it, it just it got to the point where it's it like it's no longer cars and it's just anything fast and anything yeah, like, furious like i think it at like movie five it took a turn from these are, you know, fairly straightforward, high-octane action movies, too. Now we're a cartoon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now we're a caricature of an action film. But, mm-hmm. but that's the thing, though. Like, they, they have the market cornered because nothing else really does what they do. Or, like, their brand of it. It's like, hey, we're, we're going to make these action films, but it's all going to be centered around vehicles. Like Mission Impossible doesn't do that. Well, I guess there there are James our Bond. friends the the trans. Well, you got You got to pay respects to that Aston Martin, and it's you, every you shade do. and color. But it, like it, the stories of James Bond, Bond don't focus. <laughs> they're, yeah, they're not around. entirely 
the mean, car. He drives an Aston Martin, but the stories are not Aston Martin driven. Right. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. It's, but like, these are about the cars and about the well, like family of people that like they're they're gang basically. I told you I, I watched the ride ride through, so I know this much. Ah, <sighs> whatever. We'll have to have fix you... that. I sure yes, let's do it. I've never said no. I'd always be down to be fast and furious. <laughs> I want to be fast and furious. It's movies my dad likes, but like he's never. I don't know. He's just never watching them when I'm around. Like. My dad likes so many movies that I would like to see, but whenever I go over there, he's like, well, I'm watching this Western from 1942. Well, I'm watching just a bunch of episodes of NCIS Los Angeles. <laughs> That's funny. That's funny. Uh, how about Mr. Peanut? Did, did you, you, you saw this news? About Mr. Peanut dying? I, did, I, I, saw, I saw it because you showed it to me. I, that was... I, I posted it in our Discord. The whatnots.com slash Discord is where you can join. Um, yeah. What do you do think you, of this? Do you know more about this than I do? Because all I saw is that you said, well, today a peanut has died. And I looked, and there's a Twitter account for the estate of Mr. Peanut, the Pleasant so, Peanut's mascot, that apparently he died in a, a car accident. Look, I don't know, but I, I, this is, I'm f both fascinated and repulsed <laughs> by this stuff, because you, you're not on Twitter as much as I, 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 I am. I'm on there all no. the time. and. Brands definitely have Twitter ac accounts. Their mm. mascots have tw Twitter accounts. And it's they're all run by PR people and stuff like that. But we've started to see them, like, being taken over by, like, younger people our age that know yeah. how social media works. So they're, like, they're making memes, they're making jokes, they're making yeah. fun of each other and, and, and stuff like that. And at first glance, it's, it's kind of funny. It's like, oh, yeah. oh there's Mr. Peanut. <laughs> What's he up to today? But then, <laughs> but the, yeah, like, you, you look at what it actually is, and it's kind of gross. This, like, this company or corporation like trying to seem more human and like one of the guys and it's just like you're you're a corporation don't don't send me that meme don't he, don't no, do that like this is okay okay these i are don't want to be your friend well don't i feel like it's wrong to tell a corporation it can't be an assortment of people who think they're funny and that's not what i'm saying though <laughs> It, it, like, they are, like, trying to personify Mr. Peanut as, like, a, a real face. person. He's and got arms he's, and legs, and we do a, like him. They're he's not He's a wrong. mascot for a corporation, though. It's everything he does is some kind of stunt or advertisement to get you to be like, oh, planters. 
I, I should buy some of those next time I'm at the g- 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 gas station. I'll get some. I've seen their Twitter. I, I, I can't, like, it's this. You, it's you're not going to be able marketing. to convince me this is nefarious. Oh, it, it, it absolutely is. Uh, <laughs> okay. So in my like, office. I'm, 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 I'm not. Corporations aren't your friend. Let's put it don't that we, way. Don't we want them to be our friend? I feel like no. them acting like our friends isn't a trick. It's not a wolf in sheep's clothing. It's a sheep in sheep's clothing. I think we're all sheep. Not in the way that we're like weak and mindless, just in the way that we're like soft and we like to travel together in a group. Like I, I, can't, I can't explain it great because I, I, I'm not super well spoken on politics and all the inner workings of that. But yeah. Corporations aren't out for your best interest and all of that stuff. Look at how big Disney has gotten. Look how big Amazon has gotten, and all of the uh, the 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 major comp- complaints of like these guys are barely even paying their workers. Like they're they're treating them poorly. Like this is not something that we should support. We don't want the comp- We don't want the elite rich to continue to profit. Look, off of that stuff. And I feel guilty. Every gosh diddly danged day, I feel bad that I have a job I love and that loves me and that pays me well and that other people don't have that. If I could take my job energy and give it to others, Jiminy G. Willikers, wouldn't I? Yeah, and like, I I agree with that stuff. Like, like I, I, I don't want those bad things to happen, but yet I, I'm still gonna use the convenience of amazon because gosh darn it they've made it convenient but yeah it it just like it's this weird like cringy feeling that i get from some of these things that that they do and it's just like i i don't i don't like the way you're trying to market yourself by this stuff it seems weird Uh, okay so these are my thoughts my office has made so many memes to each other, just from one of us to another one of us, about all the junk we have to deal with at work. And I imagine, like, a person putting these together, they're not, like, a... Mo- yes, but that's a mar- inside jokes between co- co-workers. That's not, like, a representation of your co- corporation putting that out on Twitter looking, to be like, like this looking, is us. You're looking at all of these, like... Yes, they're ads, and yes, it's marketing, but behind all of that, they're all human beings. We are all, each and every one of us, a human being. And we joke but not around. Corporations. We... Even people though people, law. people are people. They're people too. They, people we are all are human people. beings. They're human people beings. People are people, yes. And they're like joking around with each no. other, and they think this is funny. And they, I'm sure they do want to like make good profits, but they're also thinking about, boy, it's preposterous. We all like work for this weird peanut guy. And the peanut guy becomes like a god. Like he becomes this like omni man, this character to them. And they make up stories about the peanut man. And they become f- obsessed with the peanut man. And that's <laughs> like we're seeing this like direct output of a bunch of people in an office like experiencing something together and trying to process this thing together. And they're like, well, we're on the clock. We might as well make something out of it. And I think this is what this is. And like. If you want to turn like a marketing assignment into something like kind of a narrative, like go for it. You got to stretch your storytelling muscles. Like 
I don't want to tell you to not do that. If you want to make Mr. Peanut into a character with an arc and a death and drama, like, go for it. Like, sure. Yeah, like, sure. I, like, I, love your job. I'm, I'm not against them, like, attempting it. I think that's fine. But it still just gives me weird, weird vibes. <laughs> so what is the solution? Because I'm over here thinking it's just funny. Like, there's Wesley Snipes tweeting about how he's sad Mr. Peanut is dead. Like, everybody's like, wow. Like, everybody is coming to the table like, yeah, I know it's a silly mascot, but I would be sad if he was gone. And I think this is a fun game to play. Yeah, I mean, like, it, it, don't get me wrong, the, like, marketing designer side of me is, is like, this stuff is brilliant. Like, <laughs> they're nailing it. But then the side of me who's like, I don't like major corporations taking over everything and, like, ruling everything we can do and having monopolies on all that stuff. And this plays into that. Like, this is how some of that stuff really happens easily. Okay. Uh, no, no, I want to break this down. Where is the line? Like, if this was like, you, Virginia is a nut state. Mr. Peanut is, I believe, your fellow statesman. If this was like just a local, like, nut farm that like, you know, packaged and sold their nuts and they had a little Twitter account to tell you what they were up to and they made this whole narrative, like, is it better then? No, because like it, 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 I'm from what you were describing earlier. To to me, it seemed like you were describing like coworkers sharing memes and stuff like that and inside jokes, and that's not what I'm 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 talking about. This is like behind the scenes advertising of like how do we get people to like us, to consider us one of the gang. Hmm. Which, and I think it's negative to like treat is what these you people want to do like they're not our fellow human beings. Like you can see, work for a corporation that doesn't. What? That's the thing. People are people, like you had said, but I'm not talking about people. I'm talking about a corporation, a business. They're made which, out of human beings. Soy like green is people. That's not what I'm talking about. A car is not a per- a person. It's driven by a per- a per- person, right? But it's not a person. But if you're upset at a company, you're upset at several hundred united human beings. Not necessarily. (laughs) Because, like, I I, I don't like that Amazon doesn't pay their workers, but I'm not mad at the guy who delivers the packages. Like, he, he, he didn't do that. That's not his decision. Like there, there are people higher up making decisions for that. They're they're making business decisions and details that then affect other people. There's multiple layers there, and it is trying to, and on one hand, separate that from like. Hey, here's the people and here's the like ideal of a business. Like or here's here's the like idea or, 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 or a concept of a business. How do we make people believe that it's not the concept of a business, but that this is also a person? Which is great 
marketing if they can figure it out. But it's still just like, it's weird to me because you're not one of the gang. You're a, you're you're a business. The business is made out of like, I don't, I don't like that. It's like once a certain group, once a group of people get together and they become a large enough group of people and it's, you know, they have enough money and they do enough of this and enough of that. They'd stop becoming people and they become this big villainous entity. And they, you know, I feel like it breaks things down. Like there's still people out there. I'm not saying that those people after a certain limit, turn into something else like there's this i again yeah i'm not angry at the workers or like the the, like i the the people themselves i'm fine with i don't know i just feel like there's this weird line where if this was like i don't know your cousin worked in marketing and you're at a family Mm -hmm. party and your cousin is telling you like well, we've got this thing cooked up. You'd laugh and you'd be like, oh, Jeff, that sounds really fun. What a cool thing. But because you don't know that person in the marketing office, you're like, this is a weird marketing stunt and I don't like it. But that Jeff guy is still back there. There's well, still I, a Jeff. I, I, that's the thing. I'm not mad at the, whoever this J- Jeff is. I'm not mad at them. And if it was my cousin or whoever, I would still be like, that's a really weird marketing thing. But at the same time, I, I understand it. And it, that's basically it. But like I said, I, I don't really know how to eloquently express that. So I, I, is, if you feel like there's a problem here, what do you think the solution is? Uh, different marketing tactics, I, 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 I think is exactly what you have to go with i i i think trying to turn something into something it's not is kind of cringy it's like well which is kind of what i'm getting at like i if if you want to i mean hey we we here at the whatnots we have a a a twitter and stuff and we want to advertise our our stuff but i don't ever want to convince you that the the whatnots as a business is a separate person and it's one of the gang and stuff like that. I like, sure. Maybe we can comment on people's things and add, add, you know, say, say, say certain stuff, but there's just like a certain level of, yeah, just like you're trying to get a little too comfortable. There's a good balance you have to find. I just feel bad that I show up like, look at this funny joke. And you're like, there's a problem with corporate America. And I'm like shaking my hands like, <laughs> why do I fix it, Kyle? Tell me what I'm supposed to do. We don't need to I fix it. it That's for other people. I thought it was a funny joke about a peanut. But hey, I mean, I, I, I put it in our Discord as, as a joke, too. I was like, today... A peanut has died. <laughs> like I like don't get me wrong, I'm not immediately like villainy and mm. lies and stuff. I'm just like, this is kind of funny, but it's kind of weird too. So oh, whatever. 
So I learned what something really interesting this week. Apparently, uh, Japan used to have a no dancing law. Well, how long ago? So let me let me look this up. So I I saw a tweet um, from Bandcamp. Every now and then they'll they'll post a link to an article on their site or like a genre or stuff mm. like that. And I think the tweet that I saw was like, uh, how Japan's no dancing law has affected their electronic dance music scene. So I was like, that's strange. I've never heard of that thing. So let me look it up here. Japan's no dancing law. Uh, Japan lifted a 67-year-old ban on dancing to the delight of the nation's clubbers. The ban forbids public dancing unless the venue has a license, and <laughs> even licensed premises uh, have to stop all dancing at midnight. That was according to independent.co.uk. Some article that they had on there. Just the first thing I saw on Google. So yeah, I think what I saw was like a few years ago they finally lifted it and for the past couple years have still been kind of dealing with ramifications of just like, hey, we're trying to... like. We took away this law. Let's fix some things here. Okay, yeah. so, so let me get this straight. So dancing used to be like like Outlawed. liquor or something. It's like you have to have a license. And under very specific circumstances, can you dance here? Yes. Was this all kinds of dancing? And all like dancing it, stops at midnight. I believe so. So like if you had, and I don't know what a Japanese wedding is like. Maybe it's not as dancing heavy as an American wedding. But like if you have your wedding uh, in a banquet hall, Versus if you have it in a in a park and like a nice outdoor pavilion, like if the park isn't licensed for dancing, like you all just stand around drinking cocktails the whole night. So, again, according to this article, which is on uh, independent.co written by Doug Bolton, uh, he says the Footloose-esque law was put into place after the Second World War in an effort to crack down on dance halls that were a hotbed for prostitution. So this is more like the clubbing scene. Okay. Um, but yeah, like that's, that just, that's one of those things that I happened to see and I was like, how could we didn't learn about this? I want to learn about this. Why are there no movies about this? I want to know about this. <laughs> this is great. This is like the weird stuff that happens on Earth that I, I just, I, I want to know about this stuff. Japan had a dance ban. So this week I have been watching the Imagineering story on Disney+. Plus. Mm-hmm. which is this really good documentary series about the history of the Imagineering, which is the Disney term for the way they engineer their rides and things in the park. Like that kind of creative engineering and production design, that's what they call it. And there's this really nice bit on uh, Tokyo Disneyland 
and how mm-hmm. like to- like Japan approached Disneyland. It was like, can we also have one of you in Disneyland? It was like, God, like the executives at the time were like, that sounds like a lot of work. Like, you know, we've just built Disneyland. We're working on building Disney World. Like, we don't know if we want to get into this. And like, I, the, the story goes that like the guy was like trying to like brush them off, brush off this Japanese business organization that wanted to open a Disney park. Mm-hmm. And one of his coworkers is like, well, just give them like the hardest deal you can where it's like, yeah, uh, we own everything, but you pay for everything. And just put all the responsibility Jeez. on their side and then they'll drop it. But then the, the Japanese businessmen were like, no, 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 that's still good. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever gets us a Disneyland. Sure. We'll oh, do everything. Oh, wow. Can we have a Disneyland please? So they build Tokyo Disneyland, which is a very pretty close to like a one-to-one map of Disneyland in Anaheim, California. Sure. And there's a really nice profile on like the opening of the park and how like the Japanese culture took to it. And like why they liked it. And part of it is that there's a parade, you know, there's a parade that goes down Main Street there like once a day. And there's all these people dancing, you know, with the costume characters, you know, there's Chip and Dale like dancing down Main Street. And then like the all the people in the audience dance with them. And how somebody mm-hmm. remarked like, oh, that's not something you just see around here. This is special. This is a special place that has kind of given us this spirit and freedom to feel like you know what yeah yeah let's just dance here in public with the, with the <laughs> chip and dale there you go yeah that's fun uh they, they um I, I i guess i i i don't know much about theme parks because i don't like roller coasters so i don't really pay attention to Kyle, there's so so much more to an amusement park than a roller coaster Oh, I know. I know. I've I've been to Six Flags multiple times and Bush Gardens and Disney Land and stuff like that. So I've I've been uh, good. I know. Good, good. But uh Japan also just opened up like a Mario World thing. Yeah. I I didn't look is too much into it. Is that in their Universal Studios or is that separate? Cuz I know our Universal I, Studios I is getting a a Nintendo Land. I don't know if it's its own thing or not, hmm. um, but I saw that they made that, and I was like, "Yeah, why wouldn't they have that? Hmm. Did they not have it before? That I, seems strange that they wouldn't have that because that that seems like it'd be so much fun." Yeah, like if if I can go uh, to a restaurant and eat a Goomba or something, if I can go to just like. Do the like Disneyland theme park stuff, but with Nintendo stuff, that would be awesome. That'd be so much fun. You can go go karting. It'll be all Mario Kart like. Okay. So the article I found, this was written last April. Mm-hmm. Uh, it says, I don't know if it's open right now, but this says it will open in time for the Tokyo Olympics 2020. Ah, and this gotcha. does. Oh, this. Okay. Yep, uh, this is attached to the Universal Studios there in Japan. Gotcha. Yep. That would be fun. Yeah. Yeah, the, the um, uh, Orlando Universal Studios expansion is going to be this huge thing, and I'm so excited for this from a logistics standpoint. 
Because you've got mm-hmm. Universal Studios Orlando and you have Islands of Adventure, which is like right next to it. There's like a gateway between them. They're both right there. Islands of Adventure is where like the Harry Potter and the Marvel land is. And then they're going to build this other area they call the Epic Universe. And this is where there's going to be the Nintendo land. And they're going to do a How to Train Your Dragon themed area. Like the, sure. the Island of Burke is going to be an area you can have rides in and walk around in. They're going to do like a uh, Universal Monsters themed like spooky Transylvania area. That's fun. And I think there's like an, another themed land or two. But that chunk of land is like down the highway. Like that is a ride away. So you've got everything right there. And then you have to travel. You have to travel quite a way to get to the third part of the park. Oh, no. Which is... <laughs> For a nerd like me, logistically fascinating. And I'm really interested to see how this plays out. I wonder if they'll make some kind of like tram system. I think it's too too big for a tram. And it's like down a highway. And I think they're on opposite sides of the highway from each other. Tunnels. An extensive system of tunnels. Heck, I don't know. Or maybe just like a series of their own buses or something. Or like we have a special deal with lift or something where you get a coupon i don't know who knows because all of disney world it's all on one property together and disney world like owns that whole chunk of property and like they run the things on it so it's all like disney bus lines and then they've got the monorail and they've got the gondolas and they've got boats and they've got their own car service and then they do have like lifts and ubers and all that that you can also yeah you know order and everything's right there, and everybody knows, like, within that place how to get to everywhere else. It's just the fact that it's like, yeah, we have our two main parks, and our third park, well, you have to drive, like, 20 minutes. That way. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's funny. <laughs> <sighs> oh, boy. Uh, What do you know about this Space Force? Good... <laughs> You always do this. <laughs> and it's like, well, I know it because you like put the link in our Google Doc. And no, I had not heard about it until you put the dang link in there. I'm just, and I don't know just, if you know anything more than the link. We might know exactly the same amount of information. I don't. I just thought it was funny. I know they announced it a while back, but they unleashed a new logo like a mm-hmm, couple mm-hmm. hours before we went live. Um, and th- yeah. This is, <laughs> I think it's so ridiculous that this is even something they're trying to do. But the logo's not great. Well, it's the Starfleet logo from Star Trek. Yeah. It's just that, which <laughs> I guess I can't that. really blame them for. Like, this is, Star Trek is a utopia. It is the goal. If I could have any future, I want the Star Trek future. So I don't blame a government office for, like, modeling it after, like, well, we already have the perfect vision that Gene Roddenberry made up. So why not just emulate that and we will speak yeah. it even deeper into truth? So I I don't necessarily know anything about constellations or stuff like that. <laughs> but in this logo, it's like okay. a globe with, like, a compass cursor pointing up. And then there's like a what you can assume to be is like a rocket or something like uh, orbiting Earth. 
Then yeah. at the top of it and slightly to the left, um, there's like a North Star type yeah, yeah. of thing. But then there's two patches of stars on the left and right. One's mm. a little bit uh, more up and one's a little bit more down. Those don't look like any constellations. I could be completely wrong there. But I don't recognize them either. Like they're not they just like the big ones we know, like Big Dip, Little Dip, Orion and his fabulous belt. I just why? See this like, is as as a designer, like why those two, two two spots? Why not spread them out? This is my thinking. What if these are constellations we do know we're just not seeing them from the regular angle we've been shifted around in space because now we're going to go up there and we all see what the big dipper looks like when it looks like you know your little measuring cup but we're going to go so far out in space we're going to see those exact same stars but at a different angle where it doesn't look like the measuring cup anymore like those are our goals we want to get so high up there we don't see the measuring cup yeah that's an interesting theory i could see something like that but then even still it's not something most people are going to know or recognize or stuff like that which is kind of what you want in a logo or insignia type of thing right but also just from a design perspective like it's just a really odd choice it is like not there's... as clean as the actual Starfleet Command logo. What are they doing? What are they doing? I don't, I don't. Well, why don't you ask someone? Do you know how many of your frustrations would be solved if you raised your hand and you said, hello, Melissa, I'm Kyle. Could I ask Twitter, why, please? The internet, this podcast, they're all for just screaming into the void. What? Geminis, you know how many problems screaming into the void solves? I'm not here to solve things. Well, I am. <laughs> you can't put something in front of my eyes and tell me I can't make it a project. I mean, hey, if you want to solve it, go for it. More power to you. We're just here to complain, make fun of things, share stories, have fun. Have a good time. All that stuff. I don't know how to have a good time. I know how to have a productive time. <laughs> there you go. Um, cool. Well, I think, I think we might wrap things up there. We've been going for a little while. Uh, uh-huh. Speaking of being productive, <clears throat> let's, let's wrap up with this. What are you hoping to get done this next week? Like, do, do you have a goal of just like, hey, I'm working on this? I treated myself today, Kyle, and Ooh. I bought plastic storage containers for my pantry. Plastic storage containers? No How longer exciting. will my flour be in a bag, in several assorted bags, because I have a lot of flour. I'm going to put all my flour in one tub. There I'm you go. All my sugar in one tub. I'm gonna organize that thing. Organizing your cabinet. Yeah, boy, okay. am I preposterously pumped for this! I want a neat pantry. Good stuff. 
I don't know if I'll get to it this week, but I have my old TV sitting in my room still. Uh, maybe kind of trying to sell it for very cheap, but I also kind of want to see what it would look like sitting behind me on stream on this bookshelf. And then maybe like putting our logo up up on there or, or something. I don't think it's going to look good, but I might want to just tr 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 try it out. And that would be a good project. I like your street sharks, though. Yeah, well, the, the street sharks won't go away. They'll still be here. Okay. There's room and my above Jesus them? in a Pokeball. It, yeah, or just on the bookshelf or somewhere else. Um, I've also thought about putting the TV up against this wall mm. and then maybe down the road streaming some video games or mm. something. Who knows? We'll see. We'll see what happens. But hopefully it is a productive week for everyone else out there. Yeah. If you got stuff to do, go get it done. Do Don't it. Do Raise it. your hand. Talk to a person. There you go. Unlike me, who will just suffer with no carrots for the rest of his life <laughs> i'm telling you just call that dominoes find out why they don't deliver anymore yeah one day maybe <laughs> that being said uh melissa where can the people find you on the interwebs you can find me on twitter and instagram at wilkywit that's w-i-l-k-y-w-i-t perfect and I am at Yo Kyle Springer on Twitter and Instagram. You guys can find us at The Whatnots on Twitter if you guys want to stay up to date with our shows. Uh, if you like what we do, patreon.com slash The Whatnots is where you can support us uh, for as little as a dollar a month. Uh, and we are still $1 away from reaching our first yeah. goal. Uh, so again, if you like what we do and want to help us out, that would be absolutely fantastic. Uh, but we want to give a big shout out to our Patreon supporters at the $5 tier. So thank you, Sam. And thank you, Christine. Thank for you. For helping us out. Uh, I haven't edited it yet. But by the time this goes live for the public, we should have a new Patreon exclusive episode yeah. of the Captain's Log already up on our website for those at the $3 tier and higher. Uh, Melissa, this was your pick. Yep. And you had us do a fantasy movie, Giraffe. It was just very high concept. We were all going around <laughs> and drafting five non-franchise movies that we are going to build our own cinematic universes out of. Yeah. Uh, it was a lot of fun. Yeah, we had a it's, good variety in there. Exactly, yeah. And it's, it's a very simple giraffe. If you're thinking we had like salary caps and stuff like that, we didn't do all of that. It's just like, what five movies would, would, would you want? So it was good. It was fun. Uh, and Ignacio, who yeah. is one of our co-hosts on Crossplay, one of our uh, other podcasts, he got to join us on that. So that was a lot of fun. Uh, I will give you a heads up if you are watching the YouTube video version of that. Our cameras were spazzing out the entire time. It's going to be difficult to watch that one. So heads up. There you go. That being said, uh, we will let you guys go. We will get out of here. We will see you next time. Bye. Bye.